What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Fairweather Fan Podcast. My name is Anthony, and today I've got an episode filled with a few different topics. First of all, I'm going to talk about uh, ticket sales in professional sports right now. I'm going to follow that up with the short segment, uh, which is kind of the main idea for this podcast about what moves the Flyers should make at the trade deadline. And then I'm going to close it off talking a little bit about the Phillies and about um, I'm bringing up that recurring topic of uh, which teams, which Philly sports teams are most likely to win a championship in the next 12 months. So fair warning, this week's episode is going to be very, very, very pessimistic. Whereas past episodes have had a sort of balance between optimism and pessimism, there is not much optimism in this episode because Philadelphia sports and optimism do not go hand in hand, whereas pessimism and Philadelphia sports do most of the time. But anyway, let's start with just a general topic. And uh, I I think I did something in a previous episode that was kind of like this, where I pointed out um, something bad that an organization was doing. Um, I I know I talked about the Brooklyn Nets uh, and the whole question about are they cheating or not. Uh, I I forget which episode it was. I'm trying to go through them now, but there was one episode where I kind of deviated from the topic and talked about, I think it might have been that uh, sixth episode where I talked about, um, you know, why sports are dying in the United States, essentially. Uh, And basically, I was talking about why the ratings are dropping. People are losing interest as a result. And I talked about bandwagoning uh, and people not wanting to watch small market teams. People not wanting to watch rebuilding teams. Teams that are deliberately trying to lose. um, Like the Baltimore Orioles have been doing for a while. Like the Miami Marlins have been doing for a while. Um, And that's why those teams don't get a lot of support. Uh, and so this week, uh, I have kind of a name for this type of segment, um, where I talk about the dumb things that one organization is doing, and it's called Geniuses of the Week. And so this week's Geniuses of the Week are the ticket sales departments everywhere, in the United States at least. So let me go through a bit of a timeline real quick. Alright, so... March 12th, all sports shut down. March 11th was when basketball shut down. And since then, uh, the sports came back. The NHL did their own little thing in a bubble. The NBA did their own little thing in a bubble. The MLB, most stadiums didn't allow fans last year, including the Phillies. Um, You know, a few stadiums allowed fans, but they were really, really small capacity. Um, Up to the World Series, I think the World Series might have had the one of the largest capacities of last year out in Texas. Um, And NASCAR had fans uh, late in the season last year, uh, but they also went on a hiatus and didn't have fans in the stands for a while. So when COVID hit, a lot of the people that worked in ticket sales departments spent a lot of time not working due to a lack of need for their job. I mean, they're not selling tickets because they can't. Uh, you know, by law, sell tickets, um, and even when they opened up, they are still placed on restrictions. But, 
they didn't have a lot of work to do, like a lot of us, last March, April, and May, uh, and then up through, um, early, well, I, the Flyers and Sixers just started allowing fans back, so it took them almost a year, essentially, to start selling tickets again, whereas others were a few months, but anyway, they spent a bit of time off their job for a while, now most of them have their jobs back, most of the ticket sales departments, everyone in Philly does, um, everyone, well, pretty much everybody in the NHL, uh, maybe there are a few exceptions to that, or at least in the United States with the NHL teams, pretty much everybody in the NBA, um, the NFL should be that way, and then the, the MLB, I know for a fact fans are allowed in stadiums, in pretty much every stadium, not sure about the Blue Jays, that's the one thing I'm not sure about, but anyway, most of the people that work in these ticket sales departments have their jobs back, but now they don't remember how to do that. So let me tell you guys a few stories. Let me explain a little bit deeper. So let's first talk about NASCAR. So I live in New Jersey. People that watch the channel, uh, watch the podcast know that I live in New Jersey by now. So the closest track to me, I live in South Jersey, so the closest track to me is Dover International Speedway. Uh, and so we were, my, my dad and I and my mom were going to think about getting tickets to Pocono instead, but we decided to do Dover because it's a closer track and po let's be honest, Pocono is boring. Um, so a couple weeks ago, well more than a couple weeks ago at this point, probably about a month ago, my dad called asking about tickets. Not the tickets that you buy online, we wanted to get one of those suites up, I think it's on the back straightaway. Uh, and so my dad called and left a message. Uh, no one picked up. And then he called again. And no one picked up. And you can't buy these tickets online, by the way. You can only buy, like, regular tickets, general admission. Well, not general admission, but you know what I mean. Like, the regular, uh, you know, seated tickets in the grandstands. You can buy those online. You can't buy the suites online. So you can't just click a few buttons and then have a suite. I think that's what they're called, are suites. They might, they might be a different name, but you know what I'm talking about. They're the ones on the back straightaway. They're basically like <clears throat> part inside, part outside. You get seats. It's it's a fun type of thing. So no one picked up twice. My dad emailed. Still nobody has answered us. So I guess they just don't want us getting tickets. I mean, it's one thing to sell out. First of all, if they've sold out, I mean, there's nothing we can really do about that. But the least you could do is call us back and say, oh yeah, those are sold out. We sold all those. Okay, so then we should get tickets, like regular tickets instead, or go to Pocono or something. Nope, no one has responded. So we don't know the status of suites. Um, and as a result, we don't believe we are going to the race at Dover uh, because, well, first of all, that wouldn't be worth the drive. And second of all, if you're not going to respond to people that want to buy tickets from you, then we're just not going to buy tickets at all. Basic business decision. I mean, you would think more people would be like us. If you're not going to sell us tickets, then we're not going to buy tickets. Cause and effect. So, anyway. Let's move on. The MLB. The Philadelphia Phillies. Same type of thing. Well, kind of. Well, to be fair, no. They actually did pick up. So... My dad and I, well, my dad primarily, we were talking the other day about, uh, instead of doing Dover, 
maybe getting a partial season ticket playing to the Philadelphia Phillies instead. It's closer. Uh, we've had partial season plans for the Union. Oh, they're the next topic, by the way. The Union are next. But we've had partial season plans for the uh, uh, partial season tickets for the Union before. Uh, they play down in Chester. The Philly Stadium is actually closer to us than uh, the Union Stadium. So we wanted to see about getting a Sunday plan, uh, which I assume there is a demand for because Sunday is a common day off for everybody. You know, um, it's the Sabbath for um, for those who are Christian, uh, and it's you know most most businesses in the United States give their workers off on Sunday. Um, even those that work, uh, six days a week. So, um, you know, you would expect there would be a demand for the Sunday plan as a result of most people being off on Sundays. Uh, and the the Phillies typically, uh, fill up their stadiums on Sundays. You know, I've gone to a few weekday games. I've gone to a few night weekday games, day weekday games, both of those. Uh, I think uh, 2019, I went to the Dodgers versus Phillies, um, and it was uh, pretty pretty crowded that game. Uh, I also went to the Phillies versus Giants at night. Uh, the Phillies-Dodgers game was during the day. It was a Thursday afternoon. Um, the it was a, the the Giants game was a Wednesday night. And then the Sunday, I I went to a Sunday game that year as well, and that was easily the most crowded that stadium has been, even though it was hot as hell. um, I went with my friends, and, um, you know, it was hard to even just get a seat and get in the stadium. So obviously there was a demand for Sunday. And so my dad called them, and... Uh, basically, they told him that they're not selling any partial season tickets. Which, I mean, I get all the health and safety guidelines and stuff, but don't you think that you should either A, sell those because you could make a profit off of those, or B, I don't know, not have them listed on your website? I mean, they literally have games for partial season ticket plans. They have five plans and they have games listed under each of them, and they basically say call for details or something like that. Let me get up the exact page that I'm talking about. Um, here we go. Philly's partial season plans. They have uh, a bunch of you know benefits. They have plan A, B, C, D, and Sunday plan. They have c- view seating map. Um, and so they, they have these games listed, and, you know, I don't think you can ever buy them, but they say, for more information, call this number or email, and uh, so, yeah. They say season ticket plans will not include the first 19 games, and yet, I think they might they might have just added that. That was definitely not there before. Um, and so if you scroll down, they still have some of those games for the first 16 games. Oh, and by the way, while we're talking about the Phillies, um, they released tickets to the first 19 games, like I said, uh, or like I read off their website. Uh, they said they were going to release more information, um, early in April. And now that has become, it says now they will now 
uh, email additional information uh, in the coming weeks. So we went from early April to the coming weeks. And now I'm not a business major, but you would think that the more time something is on sale, the more sales of that thing you would make. That's just what I kind of think in my own head. Um, and so I know they don't want to start selling uh, seats for everything yet, but you would think that they would at least have 8,800 um, partial season ticket plans available, or whatever their normal number is. It's probably not 8,800. It's probably like somewhere around two, three thousand, maybe four thousand. You'd think they would at least have those available for those that wanted them, as opposed to people that just want to buy single game tickets. And the single game tickets right now are yet again ridiculous. Um, you know, the not many people are going to want to pay the amount they're charging now at least over the summer when it's absolutely devastating and miserable to be there because it's so hot outside but you know from a business standpoint you would think maybe we should sell some of these partial season plans the flyers actually did this quite well the flyers put tickets on sale for their season ticket members first and for the partial people the the people that uh, were Inside Edge members, and I think the Sixers did this too. Sixers, I I never got anything like I, there was never anything that the Sixers really mentioned about getting tickets, which is kind of weird to me. I think it might just be season ticket holders. I'm not sure, but they the Sixers did this wrong as well. The Flyers should be like the model because they did everything right. I mean. Team-wise, they're still a mess, but ticket-wise, at least they have that under control. But yeah, you uh, you you don't get any special preference for being a partial season ticket member, uh, and even from you know the perspective of somebody who's not a partial season ticket member, even if we weren't going to get partial plans yet, why are they not available for people that want them that are willing to pay that much? Because Eventually, you're going to have to start dropping the prices on these things. Because you're going to be essentially paying the price for all the games when you're not getting at least the first two or three in some instances. I mean, with the Sunday plans, you're... Um, I think you're not... Let me see. Now, this isn't even... Oh, there we go. The Sunday plan, you're missing everything. You're, you missed the one last weekend, I think. There was a, uh, a home game last weekend. You missed that one. You're missing the Cardinals one. Uh, that's supposed to be this weekend. Um, oh, here we go. Yeah. So you're missing three, basically. The Braves, the Cardinals, and the Mets. Um, so you're they're pretty much going to have to start dropping the prices on those things or they're not going to sell any of them when they eventually do go on sale, if they go on sale. And if after all of this, you know, they don't put these partial plans still on sale, then they're, they're just not going to make any money, you would assume. I mean, people are still going to buy single tickets, but they're not going to be there for enough games, and if the Phillies aren't playing good this summer, they're not even going to be able to fill up the amount of seats that they're allowed to have. And if by the summer we're at 50% capacity, that well, that's up to the city of Philadelphia, but it should be at around 
50% capacity. So that would be what, 20,000 some seats? You're not going to sell 20,000 seats. They don't even sell 20,000 seats for like wet, like a pre-COVID time. They weren't selling that much. So they're definitely not going to sell them during COVID if, um, if they're not offering a partial season ticket plan. And now on the flip side, you have the Philadelphia Union, or who are the laughing stock of the league as always, uh, or the laughing stock of the world as always. They are doing the opposite of the Philadelphia Phillies. They are not selling single tickets. They are only selling partial season ticket plans. So if you're like me and want to go uh, see a couple games with a friend or with a few friends or something like that, uh, you can't do that. You have to buy a partial season ticket plan right now. Why? I don't know. But that's just, and that that granted that stadium is smaller. But you're not gonna sell single tickets at all. This one does make the most sense out of all of them because there are probably the only people that really go to union games are season ticket members. But still, like they don't have any information listed about single-game tickets on their website. So, what do you expect fans that want to go to games to think? That they have to get a partial plan to get in? If that's the case, just tell them. So, in conclusion, if I want to get Phillies tickets, I have to pay a ton of money and can't get more than one game. If I want to get Union tickets, I have to pay a ton of money and can't get anything less than the games included in the package. And if I want to get a suite at a Dover race, I can't even get that at all. So if you're a somewhat competent individual that's watching this video, congratulations. Because you are smarter than the executives that are making decisions on ticket sales for professional sports teams and leagues across the United States. Let's move on now. From our geniuses of the week into the Philadelphia Flyers, who are the greatest team in the world to talk about. Especially right now. Because they just lost to the Buffalo Sabres for the third time this season. Uh, and the Buffalo Sabres are 10-25-6. And, and out of those 10 wins, three of them came from the Philadelphia Flyers. A uh, good few of them probably came from the Devils. Um, but yeah, Philadelphia Flyers. They're now four points out of a playoff spot with uh, three less games than the Bruins when they could have been... Um, at the end of today, they could have been within two. And so I've asked in the past, are the Flyers buyers or sellers of the trade deadline? And the answer is pretty simple. It's sellers. And anybody in the right mind agrees with me. Um, now this segment isn't going to be too long because, um, usually when I give my opinion on something on this channel, I like think that it might happen like there's a prospect of it happening so if we go back a few episodes let's see if I can find it the the idea of what moves the Sixers should make at the trade deadline and I was talking about the players that they shouldn't give up the players that they're willing to give up and the players they might consider for for like a package or like some sort of three team deal and I put Tony Bradley in this might consider list and I talked a little bit about him in that video um because I thought, like, he might be somebody that the Sixers might trade, whose name hasn't really been mentioned. Um, 
but you know I, I, I wasn't like I, I talked a little bit about him and then they wound up trading him in the end um, and so usually when like I, I want to give my opinion on something like that when I want to talk about you know moves a team should make at the trade deadline and I'm talking about specific players I'm gonna talk about players that I think they might trade like i'll talk about things that are realistic the reality of the situation is that the philadelphia flyers are going to go through tomorrow and do absolutely nothing nothing at all there is not a single move that will happen there might be you know they they might send a few guys down to the taxi squad pull a few guys up they might trade somebody on the phantoms they might trade a draft pick thinking they're buyers i don't know what the hell they're going to do tomorrow the answer is what or the answer to the question, what are they going what are they going to do tomorrow, is the wrong thing. No matter what, they're going to do the wrong thing. They are not going to consider themselves sellers. Look at the look at the quotes from the team. Just go to the go to the Flyers uh, social media page and um, and just look at some of these quotes that they have up. They talk about, you know, we, we have to put it behind We have to put this game behind us and prepare for the next game. You know, uh, there are some quotes. I I'm, couldn't easily misquote them, but they talk a lot about, uh, you know, they're, we're underperforming right now. We're definitely a better team than this. Um, you know, that's what AV continues to say. Um, and, you know, you see the basically what happens is you see the same quotes, like, over and over again. Um, you know, AV basically just, like, saying, Oh, yeah, you know, uh, we gotta play better than this. We're a better team. Um, basically, stuff along those lines. And Chuck Fletcher basically is saying the same thing. Um, so... They're not going to do the right thing. The Flyers are not going to do the right thing tomorrow. So it's not even worth dwelling on. Uh, when it happens, when they uh, think they're buyers and they get somebody and they overpay for somebody and they think they're going to make the playoffs with this guy, even though it's obvious from a fan standpoint that it's not going to resolve anything, um, you know, don't be surprised. They're going to make some wrong move tomorrow. They will make... Zero right moves and one or two bad ones, basically. Um, I haven't paid too much attention personally to uh, the Flyers recently, you know, in terms of what their plans are for the trade deadline, at least not as much as the Sixers, because the Sixers' trade deadline moves might actually mean something in the end. Um, the Flyers aren't going to immediately, even if they do the right thing, their moves aren't going to immediately make a difference. Uh, but I'm not going to waste too much time giving my opinion on something that I know is going to go terribly wrong. So with that, let's move on to the next topic. So I, this is, this is kind of a, uh, this is kind of a recurring thing on this channel. I like to talk about which Philadelphia sports teams have the greatest chance to win a championship in the next 12 months. Uh, and 12 months from now, uh, we're not, we're, we're going to be kind of at the start of the next NHL season. So I'm talking about the current seasons that are going on and then the Eagles upcoming season. Um, and so here is my updated list. First are the Philadelphia 76ers. 
Second is everybody else. Everybody else. I'm grouping the Flyers, the uh, uh, the Union, the Eagles, and the Phillies all into one group. Uh, the Sixers are the only team in my mind with a chance at winning a championship in these next 12 months. And so I've already discussed the Flyers, the Union, and the Eagles and why they're not going to win a championship. And it's pretty obvious to fans of any of those teams that they're not going to win a championship except perhaps the blind faith, Union faithful crowd, whatever you want to call them. Um, Sons of Delirium, whatever the hell you want to call them. Um, but I, I haven't talked too much about the Phillies except in an optimistic sort of tone. But now we have some content because they've played games. So now we get to be pessimistic about the Phillies, just like we were about the Flyers, just like we've been about the Union, and just like we've been about the Eagles. So, the Phillies, how have they been disappointing us? They are 5-3 and three right now. They could be two games up in the NL East after tonight. It's the top of the first inning. Or actually, that game, I think, is just about to start right now as I'm recording this. Um, yeah, let's see. They're 5-3 and three right now. The Braves are one game back. And you know, it's early in the season. But, hey, they started off 5-1. and one. It's just these last two games, right? And then that one Mets game. No. That has not been the case at all. They have sucked this entire season. And if you're wondering how, let me explain. The starting pitching was, I admit, it was great the first four games. And then it absolutely died on us. It lasted from April 1st to April 4th. And then after that, they just completely forgot how to play. Nola can't pitch. Wheeler can't pitch. Eflin can't pitch. You would, and you know, it's pretty early in the season, you know, to not being, to not be able to get through five innings. I mean, look at what Degrom did the other day. He went eight innings, gave up one run, and granted, they lost because of the Mets, but still, you know, he went eight innings, and in the game, I think he pitched against the Phillies. He he had six innings, seventy-seven pitches. At least he got through six innings, and he probably could have gotten through seven as well. Um, and yet still, on the Philadelphia side of things, Nola, I think, got through four and a third, Wheeler got through four and two-thirds, and Eflin got through, I want to say five, might be a little bit off on that, in the game yesterday. Regardless, none of them got to uh, the 7th inning. None of them even got to the 6th inning. I mean, and we've we've been kind of spoiled by our bullpen. Not yesterday, but we've been spoiled by our bullpen a little bit recently. But, you know, when you expect... When you're on a 7-game road trip with no days off, you can't exactly afford to use your bullpen the way that they've been using it. You need some length out of your pitchers. And if they're not giving you length, and here's the thing, I love watching pitching. I like watching pitching more than I like watching hitting. Because, you know, it's interesting. I, I'm a stat person. I like stats. And I like, um, you know, ER, keeping track of ERAs and strikeouts and all that sort of stuff. I like pitching. I don't know what it is. I just like pitching. Um... And so it doesn't only pain me to see that these three big three pitchers can't get through six innings, 
as a Phillies fan, but as an MLB fan, I'm pained by that too. And even when the Rays were doing their stuff with the opener and all that stuff, like that was interesting to me because I liked the whole opener thing. I mean, it got a little bit tiring after a while, you know, to kind of think about these things, but, um, you know, you would expect some length out of your pitchers. Now, are these three guys going to turn into openers? Basically, what the opener is, is just putting a bullpen guy in first and then your starter. But your starter is essentially not really a starter. He's kind of like a, uh, what's, what's a word? He's, he's kind of like, he's kind of like a length bullpen guy. So, like, he can go three, four, five innings, but he can't go six or seven, and he knows that. Uh, and then eventually they might become a starter, but... You know, the likely thing is they'll stay in the bullpen and just be open or uh, whatever. The bulk guy, I think that's the name for it. Um, and so, anyway, the starting pitchers can't pitch. Alvarado completely forgot how to play second or how to play the game of baseball in the second road game versus the Braves. Uh, that was yesterday's game. Um... Between Hazley and Quinn, neither center fielder can hit their way out of a paper bag. And it's gotten to the point where I'm honestly starting to think a little bit about, okay, well, you know, Odubel Herrera, maybe he has changed as a human being. Like, my mind is at that point right now where, like, I, uh, I want them to bring back Kingery, but Kingery stunk in spring training, so he's probably still not going to do anything if he's called up. But I'm starting to think a little bit about Dubal Herrera because neither Hazley or Quinn are good. Um, Reese Hoskins has completely forgotten how to play first base, and I'd be even angrier at him if he weren't hitting well as well. Uh, but he's had three drops to start the season, and each of those three drops were entirely his fault. And he might have more than that that weren't his fault, but I've seen three that were 100% his fault. And then hitting all around, I, I mentioned this before on Twitter, hitting all around has been lackluster. I think I actually mentioned that in the last podcast episode too. The team is only scoring an average of 3.87 runs per game, which is 17th in the league right now. But last year, that would have been good for 28th. There's 30 teams in this league. 3.87 runs per game? That's bad that means like you're scoring essentially four runs per game and then some games you're not even scoring like you're scoring three and this isn't hockey like the the average score for baseball games is anymore is you want to get five six seven runs like that should be your goal they're only driving in less than four that's just sad. And so the stats as of yesterday, I, the game's going on right now where the game has just started while I'm recording this. Um, let me see if anything has happened yet. It's actually the middle of the first. Uh, the Phillies did nothing in the top of the first. Uh, let's see. McCutcheon popped out. Hoskins flew out. And then Harper struck out. Oh, and then uh, Ronald Acuna just singled. Um, literally just to start the game. So that's cool. Um, 
Let's see, how many pitches has this guy even thrown so far? I don't know. Drew Smiley's on the mound. He's thrown eight pitches in the first inning. Eight pitches. And three outs. And eight. Eight pitches. Wow. That's just bad. You can't even get that number in double digits if you're the Phillies? Come on. Anyway, let's talk about the stats of hitting. Boom is batting 200. Granted, he had that one good home run. Let's uh, let's just take the Mets 8-2 win out of the equation for a second. Think about how this team has played this season. Have they been at all good? The answer is no. They haven't been hitting at all outside of that game. Boom is batting 200. Segura is batting 226. McCutcheon's batting 208. Hazel is batting 211. That's at, that's after yesterday's game. Um, not today's game. Not counting today's game. And those four guys are all consistently in the starting lineup. So you've got no hitting from four guys that are in the starting lineup. Oh, and then uh, Matt Moore just gave up a two-run homer as I'm recording this. So it's 2 nothing, Braves. Not a single out. And the Phillies are already giving up runs. Wow. Ozzy Albies, two-run homer. So they're about to, they're going to be five and four. They're five and three right now. They they will be five and four. And so in conclusion, this team is an all around embarrassment, and we should stop even talking about the playoffs. I mean, I talk so much about, um, you know, who would get that fifth wild card spot. It would be between I I thought it would be between the Phillies and the Mets, but the Mets suck, and the Phillies suck. So it's going to wind up being some team from the NL Central probably. Unless San Francisco pulls through, but it's going to it's it's not going to the fifth the fifth spot, the fifth or the second wild card spot, the fifth seed in the National League is not going to the NL East. By the way these teams are playing. I mean the Braves will get in, but the Mets suck and the Phillies suck. So neither of those teams are getting in. Embarrassing. And we had high hopes for this team. Four bad pitching games in a row. Actually, that's not true. Three in a row. If you want to be technical. Uh, and then the other one against the Mets. Actually, I know this is the fourth game in a row. Because they lost... It, it, well... The bullpen was good that day, but Nola struggled in the Mets game. And actually, if you want to include the game before that when they gave up eight runs, it's, this is a fifth bad pitching game in a row. So that's fun. Ah. Anyway, that's going to be it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for watching uh, or listening if you're listening on Spotify. If you want to follow me, my social media is at FairweatherFan. That's P-H-A-N. Uh, the website is fairweatherfan.weebly.com. Those links will be in the description of the YouTube video. Thanks for listening. I am upset that the Phillies still suck after all these years. And for the, what is it now, 15th season probably in a row? 1500th season in a row? No, it's definitely not 15 because they won a World Series. It's like 10 or something, but... Um, for the umpteenth year in a row, the Phillies are going to miss the playoffs. Cool.
At least Matt Moore finally registered a strikeout, though, so that's cool. Um, anyway, thank you guys for listening, and I will see you next time.